Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Panel Riot. I sure am glad you're here. I sure am glad you're here. It is another one of those episodes, my friends, me and Stan and Watson in the panel bunker. But, of course, before that, we need a theme song. Stan, any ideas? <laughs> sure it's fine no it's sure it's totally fine uh so i mean you, hey you guys know what that is that's the theme to star wars uh from the nes uh, nes theme to star wars why because why not because stan's in a mood today I, I don't know uh i don't know who am i to argue um he's <laughs> stan why did you i'll ask him stan stan why did you pick star Wa- nope nope he's out he's out already he's already done uh, folks, as you can tell by the uh, the the ambiance, um, I am back in the panel runk- panel bunker once again. Surprisingly hard to say. Down here with Stan, down here with Watson. Uh, it has been raining in Pittsburgh all day long. There are flash flood watches, so of course I retreated to the panel bunker. Any any excuse to come down here and uh, just kind of uh, roll around in my piles of comics. Just kidding, I wouldn't do that. Um, but uh, I would sit and read them uh, for hours on end until it stops raining, and uh, uh, probably a little bit more after that. So, um, as we often do when down here in the panel bunker, we talk about comics. Uh, we talk about comics and uh, and what's going on. Um, not a lot of news since the last time we had one of these uh, one of these thought bubble reading sessions um not uh, not a lot going on not a lot's changed no big announcements really uh i would say one of the bigger announcements that's happened is that um they said that after the secret wars are over the x-men are oh they're going to be facing some very dire straits uh, as they often do uh and that is that um, the uh, the Inhumans have set off a, a large uh, a large amount of the Terrigen mists. I don't know if it's a bomb or what it is, um, and I don't know if it's the same thing that affected uh, Miss Marvel and everything like that. But um, I don't know if they're related. I don't know where anything is going to stand or even come from after Secret Wars. All of that is frustratingly vague. But. Um, the basically what it's done is sterilized all the mutants sterilized the mutants so just uh just as they g- finally got their uh, their business together they um reignited the mutant gene uh you had uh, hope the mutant messiah where's she by the way during this whole secret war business she's not showing up anywhere i haven't seen her popping up in any comics i'd like to know what's going on with hope and if she's going to carry over um or can they only have one well, no, Jean, and then there's uh, Rachel Gray and all of that. And anyway, I hope they bring her back because uh, this the uh, Second Coming and the you know mutant Messiah and and all of that stuff uh, uh, or Messiah Complex that's what it was called. 
very good. They were very good stuff. Great, great X-Men stories, and uh, uh, when read uh, close to each other, really illustrates the different eras of, uh, of what the X-Men were going through then. Um, you know, you got the, the Mutant Messiah stuff that is a much more serious, a much more violent book. And then the Second Coming stuff is much more, you know, kind of character-driven and less violent and, or less graphic, maybe. I don't know. It's good. Go read it. Go read that and uh, those two and also Avengers vs. X-Men, which, and Civil War for that matter, Civil War being the start and Avengers vs. X-Men being the little button on the end when they wrapped it up and then mutants started showing up again. But uh, here we are back in uh, mutants in dire straits. Oh, they, the, the mutant gene has been repressed um, and um, the Inhumans now are flourishing. And, of course, the Internet is full of conspiracy theorists, and it's full of people who uh, want to be right and the first person to say a thing. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, so everyone's like, well, it's, it's clearly because Marvel doesn't own the rights to the movies. I mean, duh, they want that movie money, so they're going to tank the X-Men until they get the rights back, and then they're going to make them popular again. Great, super great theory. Um, they had the same theory the, for the Fantastic Four because they didn't have the rights for the Fantastic Four movie. And they had the same movie for Spider-Man because they didn't... Oh, wait. Oh, wait, that theory never showed up for Spider-Man because even though they didn't have the rights, Marvel didn't make any giant uh, uh, changes to Spider-Man directly. Isn't that fascinating? Even though they didn't have the movie rights to Spider-Man... Um, they didn't, they didn't make any wide swaths. But it's worth noting that they still got a slice of that pie. Marvel's trademark, Marvel's um, little opening is still, was still on the Spider-Man movies. And uh, uh, they were still on the X-Men movies. And uh, I didn't see Fantastic Four, but I assume it was there too. They're still getting a little slice of that pie because they don't own the movie rights, but they own those characters. I keep telling you, Marvel is too smart to tank these characters and these teams while they, the comics are still making them money. Case in point, no Fantastic Four book anymore. That's fine. Um, but the Fantastic Four book was not selling. Uh, not since uh, the FF and, uh, and Fantastic Four stuff that I believe Matt Fraction was writing. Uh, that last run that they had... It's, it's not a super profitable book. And FF, which I believe was very, very good, um, I would have to go back and check the figures, but the sales weren't great. So the fact of the matter is, yes, they dissolved the Fantastic Four for a while. Um, the only person that we know where they're going to be after the Secret Wars is the thing. Ben Grimm, he's going to be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is great. I'm on board. I think he may have always been the most popular member of the Fantastic Four anyway. But that being said, um, oh, there is a human torch that is uh, uh, running with the Inhumans. Yeah, it is Johnny Storm. It is Johnny Storm because I guess he's going to be dating Medusa or something along those lines, something like that. Um, but where's Reed and where's Sue and where's their kids? Well, we don't know, but that's because those are main cogs, main characters in the Secret Wars book uh, currently ongoing, and I'm sure whatever happens with them is, is going to end up as a, would be a spoiler um, for the Secret Wars, which I would like to say is coming out agonizingly slowly. Um, I <laughs> want more of the main Secret Wars 
title and it's just not happening. It's not coming out. All the all the other titles are coming out and they're all fun in their own ways uh, with the most part. I read Red Skull recently. That one's a little iffy. I don't know how to feel about that. But the other book's a lot of fun. Um, but um, uh, I want more of that main title. Anyway, going back, 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 the X-Men are facing this crisis of, uh, of um, you know, their, their you know, genes are turned off, and then you've got, you know, the main X-Men, that are the, the kind of good guy X-Men, and then there's the more brutal X-Men, which are Magneto and, and I think Mystique and um, uh, uh, Sabretooth and, and some other folk. <laughs> some other folk. Um, and, it, you know, it, it makes me curious. Like, I really, really am excited to find out what elements from the pre-Civil War universe are carrying over. The Sabretooth, um, if, if these this group is calling themselves, I think, the Uncanny X-Men, they appear to be good guys. So is this the inverted Sabretooth uh, that was switched via Axis? That never really got picked up. So um, he vowed to be uh, as good as Logan was, essentially. So... You know, is, is this going to be him? What about Magneto? Is this the um, the Axis Magneto? Probably not, because if you read the Secret Wars Magneto series, that Magneto sacrifices his life in an attempt to stop the incursion. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> I should have saved that for the third part. Uh, oh, well, you weren't going to read it anyway. Um, he sacrifices his life, so how is he going to carry over? I'll tell you what, guys. I really need to read the uh, the Silver Surfer uh, ongoing that's currently happening. I believe Dan Slott is writing it because it's my understanding that that is is planting the seeds for what's going to happen after the Secret Wars. He's going to build a new universe for these uh, for these heroes to inhabit, um, heroes and villains after what you call it after um, they're, they're done Secret Warring. That's what I was try, uh, trying to think to say. While we're on the subject of the post-Secret War Marvel Universe, um, a lot of the books look really interesting. I'm excited for for a lot of them, but I, I feel like consistently the one I'm most looking forward to is the new Iron Man line. The art looks great. I love Brian Michael Bendis' writing and uh, and the inclusion of Mary Jane Watson, which I may or may not have mentioned. Um, that it's very interesting to me. You know, I'm on board. Um, and I, I've probably talked about that on the show before, so I'm not going to get into it much more. But um, uh, it, it's just going to be real interesting to see where all the chips fall. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the chips are not falling fast enough. Um, a, a common theme in a lot of the Secret Wars books are I'm trying to gain power to go and fight Doom. Um, all of these villains, these supervillains and these ultra-villains and things like that are trying to gain power so they can go and face off with Doctor Doom in his Doom Castle, uh, or God Doom, as he's known in the Secret Wars uh, uh, storylines. And, um, like, Maestro's doing it, Red Skull's doing it, uh, I believe um, Apocalypse, Doctor Sinister, and there was someone else um, that was that was trying to do the same thing, um, uh, but that that seems to be a common theme. It's either that or um, people thinking that this world is not right and having memories of what came before, or there's people who are just doing their own thing and have no knowledge of what's going on. There's only a handful of books filled with people who have absolute knowledge of what's going on. Those are very interesting. Siege right now is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. 
um, as is, of course, the main Secret Wars line. Um, I would like to get caught up with Secret Wars 2099. I don't know where that's going. Um, yeah, but I, I, I love um, what's coming down the pike with the X-Men. You know, I'm a big X-Men fan. Um, I didn't read all the Avengers members, which I still might. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm not watching the Avengers cartoon, but which I still might. No, I probably won't do that. <laughs> I still have uh, many, many seasons of X-Men, the animated series, to go through. So that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, I should probably get back to those. So, um, yeah, good start. Good uh, good uh, little thought process here. And when we come back, um, I actually did want to talk to you a little bit about Star Wars comic books. And we will do that uh, after these brief messages. Stick around. Hey guys, Lunchbox here, and I want to talk to you briefly about uh, this very show. This very show. Um, it is uh, a big part of the show is um, our our sponsors, our contributors, and, and everything like that. And um, uh, it, it just means the world to me that anybody would uh, would take the time to uh, to listen to the show, let alone uh, contribute to it. So um, I would actually like to take this commercial break to call out very specifically um, a few of our supporters. Uh, first up, I want to thank sincerely uh, the Wrestling Revolution, uh, the W Revol at the W Revolution on Twitter. Uh, follow them at your earliest convenience. They uh, they love wrestling almost as much uh, as the uh, the guys on the Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can follow them at Mayhem Show, um, and uh, it's a it's a great resource for um, uh, for wrestling and wrestling related news and, and everything like that. Check them out at VW Revolution at your earliest convenience. You can also find them at the uh, not at thewrestlingrevolution.com <laughs> uh, the Go and examine their website at your earliest convenience. Uh, next up is uh, at edberk37 uh, Magma Priest on Twitter. Um, he is uh, uh, razor sharp wit, absolutely, uh, absolutely brilliant, very intelligent, and um, I'm glad to have him uh, as one of my uh, my Patreon bosses. So uh, thank you very much for that, Ed. Um, next up is uh, Mare Bear, Mare Bear at Mare Bear Doodles. Um, she is wonderful. Uh, she is one of my oldest, oldest friends. And um, if you follow her, she posts wonderful artwork. She is a great artist. She's involved in the Sketch Bet Challenge that I am also involved in. So uh, follow her quickly. Um, get on this train while there's the getting's still good. I don't know what that means. Uh, at Mayor Bear Doodles. Uh, follow, uh, follow her. And, uh, of course, finally, at Sorgatron. Mike Sorg, um, the man who's been, uh, been my de facto boss for a very long time now. Uh, my, uh, my longtime collaborator, my partner in crime. Um, he is, uh, he's another one of our Patreon subscribers. He has been a supporter of this show since the very beginning. And I don't just mean financially. He's, uh, he's provided guidance and advice and, uh, and, um, and a download. He, uh, he's been, uh, uh, downloading and listening to the show since the beginning. So thank you very much, Sorgatron. You can follow him on Twitter at Sorgatron. And, uh, you, my friends, can also become, uh, uh, one of these, uh, one of these amazing, incredible, victorious people. Um, and, uh, it's real easy. All you do is go to panelriot.com and on the, on the, column on the left hand side there is a link that says patreon just click on that 
and you're off to the races. There's, uh, it'll take you straight to our Patreon website, um, which, if you want to go straight to it, hey, hey, who am I to judge? Patreon.com slash Panel Riot. Go and check it out. Click Become a Patreon Patron. Uh, you can donate as much or as little money as you want. I'm just happy uh, that you're on the team. Um, I will be sending out exclusive comic reviews to our patrons um, as soon as I spend an entire weekend at home and have the time to do it. Uh, that is going to happen. In the meantime, though, you get uh, such exclusive content as uh, guest of the show Kristen Ross uh, and her husband Stephen reviewing SummerSlam, this year's SummerSlam. They are uh, they're big wrestling fans, um, and uh, we, uh, we had a blast talking, uh, talking about SummerSlam. First video, first Panel Riot video. Guys, so go to panelriot.com, click the button that says Patreon, and uh, remember this show is brought to you by viewers like you. Thanks. We're back. We're back. Still weird, Stan. Still weird. He's got no answer. No response. Typical. Typical Stan. No answer. No answer for his lunchbox. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're back, and we're talking about comics here on Panel Riot, uh, which is a thing we do from time to time. Uh, we're down here in the Panel Runker. <laughs> panel Bunker. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Watson's with me. Say hi, Watson. He's not interested. He's taken after intern Stan. Quite all right. Quite all right. He is, uh, he is curled up and lovely, just like Stan, except he's over in the corner and Watson's on my lap. We're talking about comics. Let's, uh, let's stay focused here. And we uh, want to talk to you about Star Wars comics, specifically the Star Wars comics that are coming out now. Uh, Marvel is doing a bang-up job with, uh, with their Star Wars comics, I have to say. Um, you've got the main title, Star Wars, right? Of course. Then you've got um, Princess Leia. Lando got his own series. Canon, the last Padawan, which I admit that I haven't read. I don't know who that is. Um, I think he's a character from that cartoon, maybe? Sure, why not? Hey, who am I to argue? Um, and uh, Darth Vader has his own series. Um, personally, I feel that Darth Vader has the strongest series uh, out of all of them, although the Star Wars mainline is, is also very interesting, as is Princess Leia. Coming down the pike is, um, of course, the Chewbacca series. Chewbacca is getting his own series, uh, plus I think a few other things. There's the, uh, the Shattered Empire or whatever, which is the, um, the direct prologue, which uh, is a lot of fun to read. Um, and <laughs> I mean, it's a little slow, but of course that's what's going to happen. And uh, it, it goes to show that, you know, um, immediately they get, to, they get to celebrate with their weird little teddy bear friends for a, just a, a brief, short period of time before they're back on missions again and they're back running around and everything like that, which makes sense. You know, people have been saying for years, you know, Okay, so they took down the figurehead, but the you know the the entire framework is still there, um, and they have to establish a new government and blah 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 blah. And um, but it, it's great, you know. We're talking about these things, and these things are canon now. You know what I mean? These uh, these gaps are being filled, and they're canon, which is very exciting to me. 
Um, I've never been so happy for a large conglomerate to own things, to own two separate things that I love so dearly, Star Wars and comic books, because here it is. It's brought together in magnificent technicolor, um, and it can, it's all official, it's all canon uh, in, in preparation for this movie. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to pieces. I can't wait for it to happen. Um, I, I was going back and looking at some of the older comics, uh, the older Star Wars comics that I used to read, um, specifically... Uh, the Star Wars Tales. I love the Star Wars Tales line. Uh, what these were, were, well, tech, t- they were technically maybe canon then. They are 100% not canon now, obviously, because all that is out the window. But it was a, a forum for people to tell any kind of story they wanted. Um, a, a comic comic artists and writers and everything like that could tell any kind of Star Wars story they wanted. And as a result, you had some very interesting stuff. You had some really weird stuff, uh, of course. You had some strange backstory stuff, some weird um, some weird stuff with Jar Jar Binks, because, of course, that's too good to not use. Um, you know, untold tales of Lando Calrissian. Um, but then you had some really, really cool stuff, uh, like you had um, Darth Vader facing off with Boba Fett at one point. I think they were both hunting, um, uh, it was either Luke or Han, or they, they were both hunting someone, that's the important part, and they face off at Mos Eisley Cantina, and um, you see Boba Fett use that lightsaber that he had, uh, that he's got clipped to his belt, you know what I mean, that he never actually uses, he just has it. Um, and you could see him fight Darth Vader, it's fascinating. Uh, it, it's a really good book, and... Um, you uh, you get to have like there's a lot of dumb comic stuff. I believe that it was Star Wars Tales where they had the um, the weird homage to uh, Pulp Fiction with uh, Yoda and whoever else uh, eating at a at a uh, bar on Coruscant or whatever a, a diner. Um, but they were they were great and they were a lot of fun. Um, there was um, I believe... Oh, it's Mace Windu. He was eating with Mace Windu. <laughs> Called Force Fiction. Of course. How could I not have put that together? Um, there is a story... Now I've lost my train of thought. I was distracted by the Pulp Fiction thing. Um, there was a story that involved Darth Vader fighting... Darth Maul, like they had uh, these disciples of the dark side had gone rogue and uh, cloned Darth Maul and Darth Vader actually fought against him. It was very cool. It wasn't, it wasn't like a goofy comedy thing. The art was well done and, and it was really, really very good, very interesting. Um, And it's the kind of thing that, you know, I'll be honest with you. I would be fine if they did this in the, uh, in the new, in the new film. They won't. Um, that's definitely wishful thinking, but hey, um, one of the best things, two of the best things that, uh, to come out of the Star Wars Tales books, one was, um, the, uh, the more interesting looks at stormtroopers, the people behind the masks, you know what I mean? Um, behind the helmets rather. It was, uh, it was a free and fun and enjoyable look at, um, at these characters, and um, since it was kind of iffy canon, like I said, people could do whatever they want, which was 
Wonderful. Oh, um, and, and in the uh, the story where Darth Vader fights Boba Fett, um, Han Solo looks like Nicholas D. Wolfwood, if you're familiar with Trigon, and you should be. But it's not related to comics, so we're not going to talk about it. Anyway, uh, the, the other really cool thing that to come out of these was uh, the Tag and Bink storylines, right? Um, Tag and Bink are dead, and uh, the return of Tag and Bink, I believe that was. Um, and if you've ever read Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, then you know what this is. It's Roden Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but in the Star Wars universe. Okay, here it is. Tag and Bink are dead. Tag and Bink live or live. Excuse me. The return of Tag and Bink and Tagging B Tag and Bink, Episode One: Revenge of the Clone Menace. And the idea is that it, it's, it's these two guys, and they were. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern style, uh, just kind of rampaging through the entire, you know, Star Wars universe. They were there the whole time. Um, they were the, the royal guards dressed in red when Luke faced off against the Emperor. Um, they were uh, uh, impersonating Boba Fett at one point. Um, they were stormtroopers. They were there on that first ship, the original ship. Um, in the in the first movie and it, it's great it's a lot of fun it's it's really funny um the earlier episodes were very goofy um earlier episodes earlier issues were very goofy like for instance the first panel you see is um it's the deaths not the death star the star destroyer that overhead shot with a bumper sticker that says honk if you love evil and the you know the planet sticking its tongue out with the arms from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It kind of... It, it goes for a certain tone before it settles into the comfort that it's clever on its own. You know what I mean? That these guys are rampaging through the Mar Marvel, the, the Star Wars comic universe, and they don't need to rely on these kind of jokes, you know? Um, there's a, a rebel general that looks like um, Commander Patton that says, come on, man, who wants to be a hero? Um, when they show the Death Star, there's the outline of the Dark Horse logo. Um, stuff like that. You know, dumb little side jokes, punch up, essentially. That is really not necessary. And I'm happy to say that they kind of leave that stuff behind in the later issues because it's great. It's it's great and it's interesting. It's really clever. So um, go and uh, uh, if you can, if you can find it, I think it's part of the Star Wars Legends line now, um, is the, uh, the Star Wars Tales comics, and of course, Tag and Bink, uh, if you can lay hands on those, definitely do so, and the new comics, the new comics are a lot of fun, again, it, it's fun, that, it's fun to know that these are canon, that's a big part of it for me, I think, is, you know, I'm reading this stuff and uh, the Princess Leia book, which is, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I know I mentioned a lot of the other books, but I, I don't want to discount this book. It's, it is excellent and it's a great characterization. I think they got it, they nailed it right on the head with Princess Leia. She, um, she does great work. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's a, a, a very interesting character in this book and the storyline that she goes through uh, is good. I wish that it was longer, um, because if I'm not mistaken, it's only four issues, and I think that's it. I think, um, no, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There's more. There's more than four issues. I don't know what I'm talking about. 
I'm behind on my comics, guys. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I gotta get caught up. But um, it's good. It, it, it's interesting to see these these further looks at characters that you've loved, and there's been no information about them for so long since our childhood, um, since my childhood. I don't know if you are also my age. There's a good chance you are, <laughs> based off of market research. Um, but um, it, to to see what these characters are doing. Uh, is is really good and really really interesting and fascinating, and to know that it's legit, it's canon. You know that is that's a that's a huge part of it. It reminds me of when the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out. The TMNT it was all animated. It was the one with Patrick Stewart, if you remember that one. And um, the idea was that it was a few years after the comics, not the comics, the the movies, the live action movies, and it was. Or, or even the cartoon, and it was, it was. Here's what these characters have been up to while you were busy growing up, and it was perfect. And as a result, it's, it's probably my favorite Ninja Turtles movie. Like it was irreverent enough to be interesting for kids, but it was also, it also paid enough respect to, um, to reel in their parents, who now control the money in the household and everything like that, and um, you know. They want their kids to have the same childhood that they do did for the most part, or love the same things that they did, um, and that's a whole thing. That's a theory I talk about a lot on this show. Not important, anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, Star Wars comics, go get. We'll be right back. In or around the Pittsburgh area, check out Metamorphosis, Pittsburgh's only full-service organic salon, spa, and wellness studio. Haircut? Check. Manny? Check. Petty? Check. Massages, highlights, sauna, and facials? Absolutely. We even offer professional yoga classes daily. Visit us at SpaPGH.com. That's S-P-A-P-G-H.com today. Because when you feel good, you look even better. We're back. We are back. Thanks sincerely to Metamorphosis, uh, SpotPGH.com. They're the best. They are straight up the best. And uh, let me tell you guys, I was in there just recently, got my hairs did, and I look as good as I think I have ever looked. They do magnificent work. Trust Mia. Trust the girls over at Metamorphosis, SpotPGH.com for all your uh, hair cutting and toenail getting and uh, just anything, anything. Spa services for all your salon and spa services. Uh, they will not let you down. And if you are old enough, they will give you a glass of wine. It's, it's great. It's, it's truly is the happiest place on earth. Check them out, spapgh.com. Check out the menu and then head on over. Tell them Panel Riot sent you and uh, then they'll know that panel riot sent you. Folks, we're talking about comics, and uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, I may be out of things to talk about, which is fine. Which is fine, because we got a fan mail. That's right, folks. We've got a fan mail. Antonio Garza has written in to the show, and uh, he actually wrote in closer to the beginning of this month, but we haven't recorded for a while, so my sincere, apolo <laughs> sincere apologies to you, Antonio. Uh, um, Tonio does great work, and we're going to run down some of his accolades a little bit later, um, but first, let's read this fan mail. Hello, Lunchbox, Watson, you too, Stan. 
I guess. This is Antonio from El Paso, Texas. Long-time listener, first-time writer, and I am thankful for both. I wanted to talk about something you mentioned in episode 43. You talked about three types of fans, those who follow the author, the character, or both. Well, I got one more for you. Those who follow the artists, and you are absolutely right, Antonio. I am really glad that you pointed this out because that is a terrible oversight on my part. I say this because I am guilty of such. Some time back, I used to follow Steve Dillon, Frank Cho, for obvious reasons, or Amanda Connor, whenever they did. After Civil War, I was following Steve McNiven. Today, I'm keeping tabs with Fiona Staples. I guess with some titles, I was more of a sucker for the art than the story. I want to give a quick suggestion to the listeners who may not have checked this book out, but look for Deadly Class from Image. What a surprise, right? Just finished book two, and it has me hooked. It feels like there's many, quote, classroom comic books out there, but this one has a nice touch to it, plus great artwork. Um, that's it. That's it. I will, I will check that out uh, uh, absolutely uh, as soon as I get the chance. Deadly Class from Image. Incidentally, if you would like to pick up your own copy, head on over to panelriot.com, click the button that says Amazon, and shop as you would normally, and uh, we get a little bit, and uh, no extra cost to you, and, uh, and you can help out the show um, just by doing what you would do normally, um, picking up Deadly Class by Image, as recommended by Tonio. Tonio, incidentally, uh, is on the Midweek War uh, which is a production, of course, of the Wrestling Mayhem show, Sogatron Media. He's, uh, he holds it down, uh, talks about NXT, talks about um, uh, Lucha Underground, and, uh, and I believe a little bit of TNA as well. So go and check that out uh, as soon as you can. Uh, Midweek Wars uh, it is, a, uh, is available as it is its own podcast feed, uh, but you can find all of that stuff, of course, at uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Thank you very much, Antonio, for writing in. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, I would plug your Twitter, which I thought was at Zero2K, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So <laughs> please, um, you know, yeah, email us, uh, reach out to us here at Panel Riot. Uh, hit me up at DJ Lunchbox and let me know. Uh, what the hell is your Twitter account, man? Because I thought I knew it, but I, uh, it looks like I don't. Um, so, but uh, Antonio is completely right. Uh, I, I did have a, it was a grave injustice on my part. I overlooked um, the artists themselves. And um, uh, that's completely inexcusable because you can't have um, a comic without the art, obviously. Um, it's, a, it's a collaboration. It's a, it's a collaborative effort. And in that vein... Uh, I really feel it's worth mentioning uh, the story that came out t- today. Was it today? Um, where uh, Chip Zdarsky turned down an award because um, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It was okay. All right, let me get this straight. Chip Zdarsky turned down an award because he was named on the ballot, uh, but it was him alone, and it was for sex criminals, and because it wasn't presented as a collaborative thing, um, and because Matt Fraction wasn't mentioned, he turned down this award. Now, let me look, because I don't actually, uh, (laughs) I don't actually know what award it was. The Harvey Award is the Harvey Award. Um, He had won the Harvey Award for humor for sex criminals, but, um, because Matt Fraction wasn't mentioned, he turned it down, which is 
Fantastic. Good for him, man. That's spectacular. Um, I mean, Chip Zdarsky is hilarious, but um, something that can't be overlooked is how comics are collaborative. Um, when he, he actually, I think it was when he first was nominated for it, he came out and said, I don't want this because Matt isn't mentioned uh, because it's a collaborative effort. He released a letter, and that letter got a lot of traction all around the Internet, including, you know, uh, Tumblr pages from Brian Michael Bendis and, um, and a lot of the, uh, the top names over at Marvel. And um, uh, I have to say, I mean, I've been working on a comic book myself lately. I've been trying to write it, and I've been working with an artist who is spectacularly talented, um, and, uh, uh, she's been on the show before, Alan Hemington, and, um, you know, it, it is a collaborative effort, you know, I, I worked on this script, and I, I came up with this rough outline, but, I mean, she has, she has questions for me, she has input that gives me insight to these characters that I, I maybe hadn't considered myself, you know, um, it's, it's no one person, you know, it's not a one-two, it's a, it's a, it's a unit, and, um, I mean, Ellen is a, a pleasure to work with in something. This is both of our first comics. This is the first comic I've written and the first comic that she's um, drawn, like full multi-page issue comic I'm talking of. I've, I've, you know, written a page here for a web comic or something like that, and, and she's, you know, an incredibly talented and, and you know, journeyed artist but um this is our first you know large undertaking with something like this and and ellen is a pleasure to work with um she's just wonderful but i can i can only imagine how agonizing it would be to be um like working for a company like marvel or dc and to be put with an an another creative person who is not a pleasure to work with that i mean that has to be agonizing and i understand i mean surely nothing gets done (laughs) you know what i mean if that uh if that's the case but um but it's absolutely true uh, that you can't overlook um, the people who follow the uh, the artists, and uh, and I offer my sincere apologies uh, for not mentioning that uh, that earlier. Next up, uh, I'd like to talk briefly about Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones, and I have to talk about it briefly because uh, one, we're running out of time, and two, well, frankly, there isn't that much to talk about yet. They have released a couple of teasers. Uh, the first one is very similar to the Daredevil motion poster that they released. Um, I, <laughs> I'm so excited for this series, I can't even believe it. Uh, Kristen Ritter is Jessica Jones, Mike Coulter is playing Luke Cage, and David Tennant, uh, that's right, Ten, the 10th the Doctor, is, uh, is uh, Kilgrave, the Purple Man, the Purple Man, come on, I can't believe it. Uh, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled to death. They released uh, another teaser that is basically this... Um, uh, the the camera is like panning across the floor and it's showing all these random uh, random items an empty bottle of Jack Daniels some clothes some uh, some classified newspapers and everything like that and there's a woman sleeping in a bed and her alarm starts to go off and she reaches over and just slowly crushes the alarm and uh, and it's uh, you know preview for uh, for Jessica Jones it's it's amazing, it's wonderful, it's perfect. I, everything I've seen makes me very, very hopeful for this series. Uh, and I can't wait. I can't wait for it to happen. We also, have, we also have a release date, November 20th. Can you believe that? That's so soon. Oh, it's so 
out soon. All you have to do, get, do is get through this hateful October business, and then it's Jessica Jones time. I can't wait for that. Uh, I can't wait to see um, uh, how Kristen Ritter does as Jessica Jones. I'm sure she's going to do great. She's a fantastic actress. And, uh, and I can't wait to see what comes next, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Um, in celebration for this, I am reading Alias, which was uh, the introduction of the character. It was part of, I think it was the first one of Marvel Max lines. Uh, I'm probably wrong about that. I often am. Um, but it was it was written, written by Brian Michael Bendis, but it was uh, an adult-themed book, um, so there are no-no words. But I'm going to be reading all of that, and of course, I will uh, do my best to report back here on Panel Riot. And uh, uh, and hey, go ahead. You know what's coming. Go and pick it up. Read it so you can uh, you can follow along and know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, very similar to the uh, the minisodes on how did this get made, which I never listened to. The minisodes. I listened to the main episodes. That doesn't matter. Um, speaking of uh, of Luke Cage, Gendy Tartakovsky who you may know from his uh, spectacular Samurai Jack series and his also spectacular Star Wars Clone Wars series, which uh, came out before the 3D series. A lot of people don't necessarily know this. Go find it. It's great. Um, But uh, he was working on a series for Marvel about Luke Cage. And uh, he's come out recently and said, hey, I want to finish it. And then Marvel was like, Oh yeah, we would like that to happen, please. So uh, <laughs> all signs point to yes. Uh, that should be coming down uh, down the pipeline. Um, there has been uh, some news coming out of Marvel. Uh, one of the thing about their post Secret War book is Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther. Uh, we got a little bit of information about uh, his storyline and what it's going to be. Um, afterwards, uh, but it's the the big story is that he's being written by Tanahasi Coates, uh, national correspondent for the Atlantic, and uh, 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 he's regarded as uh, one of the most important chroniclers of the uh, the modern black experience. And I am thrilled that he's writing this book. I am absolutely fascinated to see where this goes, and uh, it's a new look at uh, at Black Panther and an important one because you know the movie is coming out soon the character is being introduced uh next year in the uh the Captain America Civil War film and um let's see here this is from a uh, New York Times article uh, a nation under our feet the year long storyline written by Mr. Coates and drawn by Brian Stelfreeze uh, it is inspired by the 2003 book by Steve Hahn and will find the hero dealing with a violent uprising in his country set off by a superhuman terrorist group called The People. It's going to be a story that repositions the Black Panther in the minds of readers. Mr. Alonzo said uh, it really moves him forward. I'm thrilled to death and I can't wait to see, uh, to see where this goes. Black Panther is a, a character that um, I haven't read a lot of um, some of the lead up to the Secret War stuff with the New Avengers and the Incursions, it didn't interest me as much as um, as much as uh, you'd think. Um, and I know Black Panther was a huge part of that. Uh, I enjoyed the the stuff um, when he was uh, when he was married to Storm. I thought that was um, that was very interesting. Um, but un- unfortunately, Black Panther is just a character I don't know a lot about. But that's something I intend to remedy. 
uh, in the lead up to uh, the the all new Marvel Universe and the post Secret Wars stuff uh, in preparation for this because I'm uh, I'm excited I'm thrilled to death. So uh, that's it, folks. Uh, another uh, another episode of Panel Riot live from the Panel Bunker for your enjoyment. Uh, but before we um, close the large vault doors uh, and uh, take a nap, a little bit of business. First up, I would like to uh, say a word about Soulsworn. Soulsworn, the wonderful uh, webcomic written by my dear friend Zeke, Zachary Staten. Um, he is a wildly talented writer and artist, and he's doing all of this on his own. His work is prolific. You can check that out at soulsworn.webcomic.ws uh, at your earliest convenience. Uh, they are 30-some pages in so far. Uh, I, I, I'm actually, I, I lose track, and it will probably be many pages more by the time this comes out, because um, he, uh, he's a machine. He, he really goes to town. The, the comic is hilarious, and it's violent, and it's, uh, it, it, it's brutal and interesting, and, and it's, it's good. Just go and check it out. You've finished a podcast. Well done. Reward yourself by, uh, by binging on all of the comics <laughs> released so far for Soulsworn. Soulsworn.webcomic.ws. Uh, check it out at your earliest convenience. Uh, would you like more Panel Riot? Well, more is available. You can find us at our volcano-enclosed base of operations, PanelRiot.com. From there, you can do all manner of things, including donating to the cause. Uh, as you heard earlier, you can become a Patreon supporter of Panel Riot. You'll have my undying gratitude as well as a few Patreon exclusives, uh, random comic reviews, a video every now and then, uh, and a whole lot of fun. And uh, you get to be my boss. If you want me to do something on the, on the, uh, on the show, I will do it. Um, just click the link that says Pan Patreon and go from there. Sorry, I just popped, made a pop noise for no reason. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Panel Riot. I'm at DJ Lunchbox. And you can also follow the teen heartthrob intern Stan at intern stan you can hear us all over the place including stitcher smart radio spreaker and of course itunes if none of those work for you you can also head over to panelriot.com and click the link that says most recent episode from there you will be whisked away into a land of episode descriptions and browser players i do hope you enjoy it Incidentally, if you are an iTunes listener, please rate and review the show. It helps more people find the podcast, and you will emit the refreshing smell of Lyman if you do. I would love to know what you think of the show. Please email us, panelriot at gmail.com. Tell me what you're reading, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, if you do like, we will read your email on the show uh, as shown this very week. Thanks for listening, True Believers. Until next week, when hopefully I will have thought up a catchphrase. Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves some wine. Petri wine.